0: Welcome to the Spot Actor Podcast. I'm Dr. Trevor Cates. On today's podcast, we're discussing good bugs and bad bugs and how they impact your health and your skin. My guest is Sarah Morgan, who is known for her innovative ideas that connect science to everyday life in a way that impacts thousands of people. Sarah is the founder and CEO of Buddies in My Belly, a health education company delivering serious science for serious health in a way that is seriously fun for everyone. everyone. Sarah is also the CEO of Even, a wellness company providing supplement support for those taking prescription medications. She earned her bachelor's degree in biology and chemistry from the University of Wisconsin Eau Claire, and she holds a master's of science in functional nutrition from the University of Bridgeport. In today's interview, we discuss the various buddies that are in and on our bodies, how they impact our health, and things that you can start doing today to promote the good bugs that actually help protect against the harmful effects of the bad bugs. It's really about creating balance and optimizing health. So please enjoy this interview. Sarah, it's so great to have you on my podcast, welcome. Thank you so much, it's such an honor. Yeah, so we're. Um, I really wanted to have you on to talk about these um, these um, belly buddies and and this idea of how we can talk about we can really simplify our discussions about the microbiome because I know my audience has heard me talk a lot about the gut microbiome, the skin microbiome, these microorganisms that live in our digestive tract and then on our skin that protect our health, protect our skin. But it's not always easy to share this information with other people. And sometimes it feels like it gets kind of complicated and it's hard to explain. And the way, and you've simplified it in a way that makes it easy for everybody to understand. So if you're listening, this is a great way to share the information with other people who aren't quite getting it or new to this information. Or if you're listening and you've been struggling with this idea of dysbiosis and microbiome, these big words and not really sure how to explain it in a simple way, this is going to be fantastic information to share.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, I'd love to just share kind of how the inspiration came about. And um, so I have a master's degree in nutrition and I have a daughter, I'm a mom. And I remember looking at my daughter one day, she was about two and a half. And I remember thinking, what would it be like if she could not only understand these important concepts about her health, but actually be able to actively participate in her health. And, you know, I've worked in clinical practice for the past 13 years. And something I've seen as a pattern is, you know, typically there's maybe one person in the family unit that's Really passionate about health. You know, they're listening to podcasts, they're buying books, they're being educated, but then, you know, maybe they are a parent and they go to their kids and they're trying to feed their kids well, they're trying to feed their family well, keep everybody healthy. But sometimes it kind of feels lonely or like, you know, I'm nagging everybody else in my life of like, you need to be doing these things, but they don't really get it right. So it can kind of feel lonely. And my big thing was. What could we do to engage a family unit to be able to engage um, you know everybody so communities, families can run after their health together? And so you know, I started looking at some stats about childhood in America, and I just I'd love to share that if that's okay because I think it's so interesting of you know why I came to the um, conclusion I did, but the reality is our kids are sick and you know, one in three kids are overweight today. One in six have learning disabilities. One in 10 ADHD, one in 12 food allergies, one in 20 seizures, and now one in 36 children in the United States is being diagnosed with autism. So we've got half of our kids today that are overweight or have a chronic health issue. And by 2025, 80% of children in America are going to have some type of health issue that impacts the rest of their life, right? And eventually they're gonna turn into adults. So my whole thing was like, I'm just not willing to accept this as our new reality. And I really believe we can fix this, right? And we can involve everybody, we can take it to the masses. And you know, my passion is our kids really are our future. And um, I want them to live, you know, healthy lives. So Buddies in My Belly, um, the story about probiotics was Really created to solve this problem. And, you know, I remember in my master's program learning about, you know, these um, trillions of microscopic organisms that live in our digestive tract that collectively we call the microbiome. And I know you have talked about this a lot on your podcast. And, you know, the microbiome is like, a scientific breakthrough in human health, right? We, what I like to say is we aren't healthy as humans without our probiotic buddies. And you know, they regulate so many aspects of our human health and really function like an organ. Um, So my whole thing is like, you know what? I believe that everybody on the planet needs to understand this concept of the microbiome because it will change their life and the life of their family But you see, there's another problem. And this is something I discovered in my clinical practice, as well as just interacting with my friends and family, is that there is a major gap between scientific language and the everyday person. And people really are afraid of what they don't understand. So what I did is I went to one of my most inspirational historical figures, Albert Einstein, and he said, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. And that was the turning point for me of okay, there's a lot of us talking about the microbiome, you know, we say like gut bugs and you know bacteria and we use these long scientific names, but I thought okay, how do we simplify this in a way that a 4-year-old and a 40-year-old can understand it. So I remember I was sitting in my living room one night and I'm like, okay, well, you know these bacteria that we call probiotics, they really are our buddies and a lot of them live in our belly and it was kind of this like everything came together i'm like buddies in my belly that's a common language we can all use to describe this important concept about our health and so from there you know i found my uh creative director and illustrator and i was like okay how do we make bacteria cute? Because you know if you do a Google search, there's a lot of very scary bacteria out there, and we've had this idea for so long that bacteria are bad, and now we've realized they're actually one of the most important things about us um, and our human health. So I was like, okay, how can we make them even like fun characters? So we looked at the names, you know, bacteria have these long names like, lactobacillus bifidobacterium streptococcus and i thought like what if we shorten them like lacti biffy streppy, bacilli like we keep this in the science serious you know for serious health but we make it in a way that's seriously fun for everyone and so you know that's really my goal um, with this book and um really our our entire company is to kind of like be the sesame street of health
0: I love it, and because it is, it is hard when you can't actually see something on a day-to-day basis in an easy way. I mean, you can look through a microscope, but most people don't have access to that. Um, you, you can, you even if you are looking at a microscope, because it's so different than what we see. And the everyday world, it's hard to grasp exactly how important these things are and to really understand them. So if you can create images or stories or things like that, I think it makes it a lot easier to understand.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's so fun. Like I have, I have friends that are adults who, you know, they read the book and they're like, Sarah, I actually learned something myself, you know, like, I knew about probiotics, I knew you can take probiotics, but I didn't really make this connection of what they actually are and how they impact our human health and that we actually get to control most of that by what we eat, right? That's our number one tool to impact these buddies positively and in that way we get to have healthy skin and all these other aspects of our health that are regulated by these little guys
0: right and this isn't a fad this isn't something that's going away this whole microbiome this is we're just at the beginning of this i really believe that more and more research is going to be coming out it's it's something that you know it's at the integrative dermatology conference and and a skin microbiome conference so there, there's this conversation about the microbiome and, and more information coming out and i think that this is this is something to really to, to, to grasp and understand, because so much is going to build upon this. So, so we need to figure out a way to communicate and understand this, so that p- we can just learn more and go from here and be able to connect it with so many things. And I know that you know the connection between the gut the gut microbiome and the skin microbiome. How do you, ex- how do you help explain that part? To people. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So, you know, what we talk about in, in the book, this is the buddies book, and there's a little girl named Ruby, and she, you know, talks about the buddies that live in her belly, and how she gets to feed them, and take care of them, and when she feeds them, you know, they, they um, impact her positively in all these different ways, and it kind of goes through that. So, you know, when we think about the the buddies that live in our digestive tract, what I like to say is two to four pounds of who you are when you step on the scale is actually not you. It's the buddies, right, that live in your belly. Mm-hmm. And you, that's two to four pounds you don't want to lose, right, because you lose a <laughs> lot of the benefits of, of your human health. So, you know, when we look at the microbiome, we have a lot in our digestive tract, and there's several ways that that impacts skin health specifically. But what I also tell people is we have buddies on our skin, right? And you talk about this extensively in your book as well. And, you know, per square inch of who we are, we wear about 6 billion buddies, right? These little probac buddies. So what I like to say is it's the new fashion statement, right, for for this year coming out is wear your buddies and, you know, using personal care products that take care of them as well as your diet when we think about that internal out of um, the buddies. So, you know, what what I think is fun when we look at things, if we go to the digestive is LACTI, and um, she helps us digest our food. And I'll pull out Biffy too, because Biffy is really important, or AKA Bifidobacterium. But these two, you know, there's a lot of different studies that look at how they help us with our food tolerance, right? And they actually make digestive enzymes and they allow us to say, things that are nutrients, you know, for us to not overreact to them, allow them to come into the bloodstream, be used properly. And, you know, that also reflects on our skin, right? It's like our skin is really the way that we can see what's happening in the digestive tract. It's an outward expression of something that's happening internally, which you explained, again, so well in your book. Um, So, you know, another thing that's super interesting, because there's a lot of talk about the buddies and our immune system function is when kiddos are born and you know their their little baby buddies are developing and growing right one of the things that they do is they interact with our macrophages which are really important immune system cells and what i like to say is the buddies kind of hug the macrophages and give them a lot of love and you know teach them good manners and how to act properly and those macrophages are found in all of our tissues all over our body. And if we have problems with our buddies that live in our belly, we can have problems with our macrophages and how they interact. And, you know, they kind of um, have bad manners or they overreact to different things. And one of the areas we can see that is with skin, right? We see skin inflammation. Um, we see all kinds of different autoimmune issues that come up over time. So, you know, the buddies are, are literally our best friends for life. Like if we're going we're to summarize it, it is like, they are the key. You know, you take care of your buddies and your buddies will take care of you throughout your entire life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, when you're talking about educating kids and, and and actually adults too, we are we're we've definitely been a very germophobic society, right? And that there is a lot of education in schools of keeping everything clean, and you don't want to get a cold, so you were using people are recommending hand sanitizers and spraying off all of the the school um, everything with with. Um, cleaning agents that sterilize and using bleach and even in people's homes doing that. How do we create this balance of that? Because yeah. because of so many years of having this approach, and I know that doctors are are trying to be more careful about prescribing antibiotics and there's definitely a big movement in that. And that was something that came up in the integrative dermatology conference that we need to be more careful with with antibiotics and even in dermatology and and but it's been happening for so long and this conversation's been having for so long about germs being bad and the war against germs and and now what you're talking about is almost it almost sounds like the opposite and Mm -hmm. i know it's not but how are you how are you dealing with that yeah so you know
1: that's what i want to do is help america and the world fall in love with the buddies right because we really need if we look at the context in our history the 20th century was all about this idea of like bacteria is bad and we have to rid it from the human body and that this was the time of you know typhoid fever and we had all kinds of different infectious diseases that really impacted the population you know we look at the development of penicillin its discovery and how many soldiers lives it saved in world war 2 but what we didn't realize was the deadly consequences that antibiotics have on our probiotic buddies because we didn't know about the buddies, right? We had no clue. So it was just this like, let's identify the bad germ, we get rid of it, and then everything's fine. Well, the issue is now in 21st century, you know where we're at today, we realize we're more bacterial than we are human. And, you know, as the gene queen, I love genes, right? It's super fun to geek out on that stuff. But the reality is, humans, we have like 20,000 genes, and the buddies have 10 million. And, you know, they're regulating most of our gene expression and what's happening for us as humans. And so we have to rethink everything in terms of, you know, the medications that we use. You know, you bring up antibiotics, and we now know one course, you know, impacts our buddies negatively for up to a year, right? Like that's really significant. And some research shows maybe we lose some types of buddies forever um, when we use courses of antibiotics. But there's a lot of other medications, right, that also impact the buddies. And this is a study that came out of, you know, things that are, have nothing to do with antibiotics and aren't even targeting bacteria that are impacting our microbiome negatively. So, you know, this idea of shifting things to, you know, bacteria really is our friend. Most bacteria that exists on the planet is friendly, right? And we've got to think about it like, again, they're our best friends, and we've got to make them engaging, right, and fun. That's why we work so hard on, like this is what bifidobacterium looks like under a microscope, right? He's got the two little, when we examine these things, but we've got to kind of switch stuff even for moms, right? Most of us were taught by our parents, like wash your hands or be afraid of germs. And there are bad germs, mm-hmm. but the best way we fight the bad germs is with our buddies. And that's the that's the message that's really been missed that is shifting. But again, I what I see and the reason I created this is a lot of this message is going over everybody's heads, you know, and people are like, I don't, I don't understand it. What's a, they they don't necessarily associate the microbiome or probiotics with bacteria. Some people don't even know there's a connection there. And maybe, you know, people listening to your podcast are like, Oh, I know that. Right. But what's cool is keep in mind that somebody, maybe your neighbor you're talking to, or, you know, somebody you're interacting with at work, they have no clue right? So we've got to create a common language for all of us to understand this and really make it a value, not only for us as humans, but also like our soil, right? Our soil has probiotic buddies, our skin. We got to think about that, like what shampoo and soap and lotions and everything we're using, how we're caring for that. What are we spraying on our crops and how is that impacting the buddies in our soil that some of that gets on our food right? We want good buddies in our food because that's one of the ways that we get that into our diet, into our lives and our exposure. So I tell people, I'm like, you know what, even if you're adult, it's still a good idea to like go play in the dirt a little bit, like be outside, don't be so clean, right? And everything that we do.
0: Right. And and I think it is, it is important to like like you said, there are bad bacteria, there are harmful bacteria. We definitely know that. And it's not that we're trying to downplay this. And, and that the hygiene practices that we have in the United States and the Western, you know, much of the world now that we have um, better sanitation, of you know, clean water and sewage treatment and all of those kinds of things have helped us be able to put the bad bacteria away from, from where they, you know, like we don't want certain bacteria entering our mouths, some, you know, they're supposed to be coming out of our poop but not and you know, so we need to keep that where it's supposed to be. Yep. The, the fear of bacteria is not all bacteria so it's good to, i love that you're educating people on the types of bacteria so these are the good ones and and yes there still are bad ones but it's not just all bacteria are bad so helping identify that and to create a balance because of that
1: yeah so i want to share and what you're what you're talking about it made me think of a recent study that came out this is bacilli for bacillus and bacillus in a recent study was shown to actually help with MRSA which is a very like antibiotic resistant type of bad germs or bacteria that's commonly found in hospitals. And I don't know if you saw this too, this was kind of alarming. It was in the UK, but they were talking about like the way that um, hospitals wash all their bedding and how it doesn't get rid of C. diff, which is a bad term. So, you know, people are going into these hospitals and if they don't have good buddies, right, they're Their immune systems are compromised. They don't have as many, you know, I say that the buddies make their home in your belly. And if you don't have a lot of those, that's prime real estate for the bad germs, right? So people are more likely to actually pick up those infections in situations like that. So the number one thing you can do to safeguard yourself and really allow yourself to be healthy is really work on establishing good probiotic buddies in your life.
0: Okay, so what are some of the ways that people can do that?
1: Yes, yeah, so the first one is food. Food first always, right? And I like supplements, but supplements are always supplemental to a good diet and a good lifestyle. So, you know, we want to eat foods that Mother Nature grew, you know, and this isn't a new message. But I want to add a little bit more of a spin to that and add some more research. One is we want to try to eat 25 different plant species a week in terms of diversity and you know a way we made this fun and easy to understand is in our book we've got a little tear out chart it's a buddies in my belly food chart and it has the rainbow of foods right from we've got red and orange and yellow and green and blue and the different days of the week and kids and parents because not a lot of people eat their vegetables let's be honest they can check it off right it's kind of like oh I I need to eat this, but I need to eat it because it's feeding my buddies. So the fiber in these plant foods is actually food for the buddies. They're called prebiotics. And, you know, that's a really important way that we feed our buddies and we have a nice diversity, of all these healthy buddies. Um, Another thing I would say is eating organic, right? We've recently looked at some research studies, people who are eating conventional or just traditional, you know, from the large farms in America, and they switched over to an organic diet, and their pesticide load in their urine decreased by 90%. So, you know, what I like to say is, you know, there are certain things that beat up the buddies too, right, that are bad for us as humans, but they're also hurtful to the buddies. So eating local eating organic, you know, foods aren't transported as long, the soils are healthier when we're consuming um, local foods, and you're going to get more of those um, interesting, you know, diversity of your buddies when you're eating. So that's a big one. And then we actually have a free resource that's um, kind of this idea of taking care of your buddies. And we have a list of things that help the buddies and hurt the buddies. So on top of food, you know, we want to think about Okay, what feeds the bad germs, right? Like a super simple way you're talking to your friend, you know, you're out at dinner, it's like, am I gonna order something for the buddies or, you know, am I gonna feed the bad germs tonight, right? And, you know, we think about processed foods, you know, that are found in boxes that, you know, doesn't look anything like Mother Nature grew them. Um, And then sugar, right? Sugar feeds the bad germs. And what I like to say is candy. AKA Candida is the leader of the bad germs and she loves sugar and she'll beat up the buddies and kind of take over the scene, right? So we wanna be really careful about those types of products and then things like vitamin D really important and even our water quality, right? We think about, well, we put chlorine in swimming pools to kill the bad germs, but we also put it in our water and that can even impact are good buddies right it's one of those things people are like oh my gosh make the connection like that's super significant right and then you can go a little bit deeper with your water quality you know there sometimes there are other contaminants that not only hurt your buddies but you know they impact your skin really significantly um, where you can move to like purification exercise what i like to say the buddies like to move too right they they love movement and We see in research that outside of diet, people who move regularly have healthier microbiomes. They have better buddies. Um, Same with sleep, right? What I like to say is, hey, the buddies get tired just like you get tired, and they need rest as well. People who sleep better, who have good quality sleep, have better microbiomes, which that's just going to keep you healthier long term, your brain health. Um, your ability to detoxify, all these really, really important things. And another one's stress, right? We have a lot of stress in our modern world. And this, you know, factor is true with our kids too, right? They have a lot of stress. And that stress comes from things like, you know, emotions our mental stress, you know, things that are job and um, maybe, you know, family stress, things like that that come up. But we also have chemical stress, you know, that we've talked about, like pesticides. If we want to kind of go what I like to say, geek mode for a second, we know that Roundup, the active compound in Roundup glyphosate, depletes plants and the soil of manganese, which is a trace element. Well, when we consume those foods that have these pesticide residuals, we become manganese deficient i see it all the time when i do labs on people and lacti is absolutely dependent lactobacillus strains are dependent on manganese to live in the digestive tract and you know um, thrive there well what do some of the lactobacillus species do they help us break down gluten and dairy Uh, so it's like, wow, maybe we can, we're making some connections here that can be really significant. Um, so, you know, what I like to say is we need to get outside. We need to laugh. We need to get some sunshine, you know, sleep well and eat good food as mother nature grew and slow down when we eat too. Right. So many times we're like gulping food, like a snake eating a mouse, you know, we're not nibbling and taking our time and enjoying that which is a super simple but very important thing in the process as well.
0: Yeah, and, and I know you mentioned chlorine and water as, as something in environmental that impacts us when we're drinking, drinking water. Mm-hmm. And there, there are also other things in our environment too, right, that are going to kill off the bacteria in our homes, a lot of things that we're using in our homes, and um, yeah, besides just the, the chlorine, right? Absolutely, and that's you know that's
1: something too. It's like you talk about this so much, and it's such a good message of what we put on us is absorbed into us, and that those are things that go throughout our bloodstream and circulate. We have a microbiome in our eyeball, right we have the Harvard just. Announce that we have, as women, we have a microbiome in our breast. And they're looking at that as it relates to breast health and breast cancer risk. And, you know, we have buddies literally everywhere. So yes, all these things that we're doing, you know, what we're interacting with in our homes um, plays a huge role in the health of our buddies and then our human health. Again, it comes back to like the things that we feel and what we're suffering with.
0: Right, and I think it's really interesting to think about what we do on a daily basis and the practices that we've been doing for so long that we don't even think about, like using a dishwasher. And um, looking, there have been studies looking at hand washing versus using a dishwasher, even if you're using eco-friendly soap, and how that is great at killing off the bacteria, but um, we're, we may actually be overdoing it. And so even something like that, I mean, any thoughts on some of these habits that we have of super hygiene practices No.
1: Yeah, I think we just need to like let kiddos get a little dirty, right? And us too, like not be so afraid of that. You know, they've done some pretty cool studies about kids that actually wash dishes. It's like, do they do that? Does anybody do that anymore? They have much lower risk of asthma and allergies, and a lot of it has to do with just their interaction with their environment, you know, and taking it up another level, something I tell people, I have chickens, I have backyard chickens. And, you know, something that's really interesting when we think about just things that we can do in our homes as well as have animals, Um, you know, dogs and, uh, you know, chickens, like I go out and I interact with my chickens. Um, All these different animals that we have, they actually help us pass microbes you know we share microbes if we look at other cultures like indigenous cultures they interact with their environment so much more and they're not as scared of you know some of these tribes are even using dried poop to burn you know and cook their food right over a fire and they've looked at people who've lived in modern world right in the U.S. and then they go over there they look at their buddies before and then they look at their buddies after they've been over there for a few months and it completely changes what what is colonizing because they're getting good exposures, right? So we have to realize again, it's like most of the things that we're touching and interacting with, they really are buddies and not bad germs, and it doesn't need to be scary.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think that when people are in an optimal state of health, it's a lot easier for our bodies to repel the bad bacteria and continue to grow the good bacteria when we don't have the good bacteria. As you mentioned, it's so much easier to pick up. Th- those bad bacteria have so much of a, a more harmful effect on people. That's why it's, it's, it's challenging in hospitals because you've got sick people going in there that don't have a balanced Microbiome, and they 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 're more susceptible and, and so it's it 's really unfortunate that that um, that we 're kind of putting people in an environment where uh, they 're these superbugs and yeah. um, it, and i 'm not saying that people should avoid hospitals, but i 'm just saying we 've got a problem on our hands, so we need to look at long term solution for mm-hmm. and um, to, to be aware of, and the importance of starting wherever you are. With your health, and and so that you don't wait until you're sick and hospitalized to look at these things, but let's start doing this now. And let's, I love that you're educating parents and children on this so that we can, we can, you know, the society going forward can be healthier.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as you say that, it makes me think of this is Streppy. I, I did Streppy on purpose. A lot of people are familiar with. Strep's evil twin sister, you know, with strep throat, right? And what's really interesting is good streptococcus is very common to find in our ear, nose, and throat. And we know that good forms of streptococcus can even help um, a lot of viruses attach in our nose. That's actually how we get sick. So I tell people when you're traveling, you know, irrigate your nose, right? Use some things, the little um, saline sprays, different things where you can keep that clean. Um, But same with ear infections, you know, we see that. um, And our oral health, right? Even as it relates to cavities, um, our dental health, uh, the buddies play a huge role in that. And our um, nasal microbiome is actually being studied in things like Alzheimer's because If you've got more bad germs in your nose and they're kicking off all these garbage products that are kind of polluting your tissues that goes right to your brain Mm -hmm. so you know some of the top autism researchers for a while have said hey we know that something's impacting the brain tissue really close like we think it's through the nose and this is where they're leaning into a lot of really interesting research right now so You know you got buddies in your nose too that are really important for your overall health including how you think and feel as it relates to your brain
0: yeah it is and as more research is coming out about this and we learn more about the bacteria and all the different strains the different type like you mentioned strep and i wonder if, if it's going to be the kind of thing where we're going to see a lot of changes in naming in medicine we're not, probably can't, shouldn't be calling it strep throat anymore. We should be calling it something else because there's strep that are good, right? It's yeah. not all strep aren't bad. So when we're giving this um, misunderstanding I mean, they've, they're renaming, you know, they renamed P. Acne Bacteria because it's not all, you know, not all creating, bac- and it's not all creating acne. So there's, there's a lot of change I think that we're going to see happen in medicine as a result of what we're learning in the research. So. Yeah. Yeah the, micro,
1: yeah. the microbiome is, you know, creating a paradigm shift in modern medicine in a really cool way.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Tell everybody where they can find your book, find out more about your information. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So buddiesonmybelly.com is our website. And then um, all of our stuff, it can be found on Amazon as well.
0: Okay. Thank you so much again for coming on. I appreciate it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much.
0: I hope you enjoyed this interview today with Sarah Morgan and got some tips on how to communicate this information about good bugs and bad bugs, whether it's for yourself and better understanding it or maybe it's for somebody else, maybe it's a child in your life or children in your life or other people that you want to spread this message to in a way that's easy to understand. So to learn more about what she's been offering in her book, you can go to thespadoctor.com, go to the podcast page with their interview and you'll find all the information and links there. And while you're there, I invite you to join the Spot Doctor community so you don't miss any of our upcoming shows. And if you haven't done so already, I highly recommend you go to theskinquiz.com to get your personalized skin report. It's free, it just takes a few moments. Find out what information your skin is trying to tell you about your overall health and what you can do about it. Just go to theskinquiz.com. Also, invite you to join me on social media, on Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. Enjoy the conversation. And I'll see you next time on the Spot Doctor podcast.